All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's after three o'clock. Welcome back. Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 live. Orders Nation YouTube and Facebook is always presented by our title sponsor, playalberta.ca, where uh, you can get in the game. And uh, try your uh, luck only one in each game tonight. But uh, if you uh, want to try odds boosts on games that maybe you're not emotionally connected to, you can try it. PlayAlberta.ca. Uh, yeah, there's a game tonight, uh, tomorrow and Wednesday, a total of six games. Uh, then the All-Star break, which, of course, is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then the NHL returns on Monday the 5th with a few games and then a heavy slate of games on the 6th, including the Oilers in Vegas when they will try to tie the NHL record of 17 consecutive wins. That is quite the run, man. Quite the run. As uh, NHLer uh, Terry Ryan, former NHLer Terry Ryan, of course, uh, two-time author, now stars in uh, Shorzy. Joins us every Monday and Thursday. TR, how you doing? Good. How's everything going? Well, I could be better. It's a stressful day. It's I got lots of work to do, and it's a snow day here. Lots of snow down. A lot of um, snow down there, eh? How's your shoveling oh, skills? Not great. And just a, just the worst day. I had a lot to do. Leaving on uh, Wednesday night to go to Toronto for the All-Star Weekend. That'll be fun. But I had a lot, of, lot to do till then. I didn't need the snow day. 35 centimeters so far, I think. What? Yeah, we got a lot. <laughs> Holy it's at 25 and it's just still going. Holy yeah. cow. So you're out there every few hours shoveling. Yeah, good thing I got the Jeep now. Jeep can kind of plow out of there and but I I've been I've shoveled probably four times today. I need to be in and out, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Get you get your heart rate up there a little bit. You know, be careful out heart there. Heart rate. Speaking of that, I got the smartwatch today. Oh. And uh I think 
my heart rate has gone way up just dealing with the stress of the thing. Good <laughs> God, I got it. I got it to try to be healthier. And oh my God, I, I I came home and I'm like, well, first of all, it was a hard decision. Like there's a million out there, and I'm going, why is this one? $350 cheaper than this one. Like, what am I missing? And he said, well, that's last year's model. Like, okay, well, what, what does this year's model do differently? You know, often like a stick, Yeah. you know, you go out and get a hockey stick and it's like, okay, what happened between 2021 and 22 here with these sticks that it's, it's $300 more. It's same thing with this. And he said, well, nothing really. It's but GPS is better. Okay. Um, the, the bezel, is it? That's a little bit more solid. I'm like, look, dude, we're talking a difference between like six hundred and twenty dollars and two hundred and twenty nine. Like what what what's the difference here? Anyway, I got it. Then he's like, Do you want LTE? Do you want to be able to use it without your phone, with your phone? I I don't know. If I'm going for a jog, I don't want my phone. No. So just give me give me whatever the standard one is. Then of course you gotta I, I said, Well, it takes care of my heart rate, right? Well, there's other apps to do that. This one's better because you can get an EKG with this one and the blood pressure over with this one. But if you get both of them combined, I'm going, Holy cow. And then I asked about the earbuds. And that was a whole different thing. Then you can get these earbuds or this earbud. These earbuds don't pick up on this particular. And I'm going, dude, just give me whatever the normal going, what's the standard earbuds I can use with a Samsung. And I want a smartwatch. And I don't need to spend $1,000 if last year's model doesn't have that many improve improvements. You know what I mean? I ended up getting a five. But anyway, it's more stressful now than anything else, trying to get the apps on there and which ones do I want, which ones do I not. Anyway. Ooh, you know what? Uh, I, I have like a, I have a little step watch, um, like a Fitbit is what I have, but it's not connected to I really just use it for the steps. I want to make sure I'm getting my steps. And uh, it's kind of like, you know, I, I like having a watch. I just like looking at my watch to see what time it is. I, I don't have to, I don't like pulling my phone. I don't like keeping my phone on me all the time. And I don't have my Fitbit connected to my phone. I don't get text messages. I don't get anything. Like what's, if you have to be, a, if the phone controls you, you're, it's a problem, I find. So uh, I kind of like yeah. when people are like, oh, hey, you didn't get back to me. I'm like, dude, I don't live on my phone i don't want to just be like oh, did someone text me oh my god i better get back to them like yeah so i don't uh i don't have any of that i know that i probably miss out on some stuff too that's fair but um my fitbit's good like if i want to do exercise workout shows your heart rate when you're doing the peloton and everything like that so it's uh it's good the uh the order's heart rate uh the fan's heart rate tr would be a, at, at a at a high healthy number i would think right now uh 16 consecutive games uh, they go perfect in the month of January. Uh, 14 consecutive games where they don't give up two goals, more than two goals. To me, that might be the most impressive thing here. Um, you know, the modern NHL record is 18 by the LA Kings. The fact that the Edmonton orders are even in the conversation uh, of that one is impressive to me because for years that has been the weakness of the Edmonton orders. And right now, it has been arguably the most consistent element of their game. It was a weakness a hundred days ago. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Fair this, point. That's what I find most amazing about the whole thing. First of all, I would have bet everything in my pocket that the record was more than this over the years and years and years of the NHL and dynasties. Well, well the, the and, long and time team leagues. Yeah, the but, long but, the, but, the, the the like. If we go way back to the nineteen twenty eight Montreal Canadiens, it was twenty six games, but you could yeah, do forward okay. passing. So I'm not including them. So that's why I say the modern era. <laughs> I'm using the you know the penalty shot back then was from the slot. You just stood up in the slot and they yes. laid the puck down. Yeah, 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 like a free throw. Yeah. Um, 
That's fascinating, the history of hockey. That's why when people say, we want to go back to the way it used to be, I often go, when? Because, <laughs> like, there hasn't been 10 years gone by that something major hasn't happened, whether it's if it's not a rule, it's expansion, or it's something. Yeah. So the good old days, what are you talking about here? Five-year period of when? When you grew up and you were 10 years old? Yeah. Anyway, um, I am surprised, but that being said, to, to me, the biggest um, surprise of, of the whole lot is where they come from. I mean, other teams competing for this, I'm sure, weren't like the worst defensive team right right previous. We're talking games before. I mean, the slump they had at the beginning of the year, although we could all tell that they're probably going to be a little bit better than San Jose. Um, you know, I don't... I got them to win the Cup from the beginning of the year, but I still didn't see this coming. That many games in a row with immaculate defense winning streak um does it surprise me coming into the year if you'd said it no the way they started yes where do you come out as a former player on the break as far as you know like maybe the streak ends because of it although vegas has the exact same break so it's not like you have a break and your opposition is is keeps going and they're going to be all you know uh, in rhythm per se uh the the orders have a lot of games after the break so I see the break as a benefit just because, you know what, they're going to go into the break. They're feeling unbelievable about themselves. There's no chance they can't be. And when they come back, their first game is a chance to tie the NHL record. I think if they would have won, as crazy as this sounds, had they only won 14 games and you're like, okay, we need three more, but now you only need one. And that's got to be a really high motivating factor when their team gets together again when they return on I think it's the Sunday or at night or after three o'clock, whatever day it is. Uh, maybe it's even Monday for them, but I think it's Sunday. And uh, and they get back together. H- how do you come out of this as a player? Like you know, when you have an All Star break and now a bye week in between, is is this a bad time or do you view it as a good one? Um, I like the break no matter what because there's every team has more injuries than not that aren't reported. You know, like you might have sprained your thumb at the beginning of the year. You you might have a an ongoing growing kind of tweak, you know, that might not show up in the news the next day. You might not go on the IR, but you, you need a little bit of a break. So I liked it anyway. And I, I didn't find it messed with my mindset just as a person. Take a breath. Now I'm a little bit more ready to go. I didn't really compare it towards the other teams. And the other thing is, as far as the record, I'm trying to be as a matter of fact here about it. I, I think this is one thing where the fans probably want it more than like I, I wouldn't even care if I was I mean I, I would I want to get a win next game but you know okay we we didn't get 17 how do we look in the first round of the playoffs like that you really because it's just a, this you don't get a ring for it you know it's nice little pat on the back you, you probably even will forget it at some point what 17 games okay we got the record big deal doesn't do anything other than that so that's me now other fans might say well we're the best team ever and, you know, there's something to be said for that. The, the most regular season wins in a row, I guess, must say something. But, you know, these streaks, unless it's like Gretzky with the 56 games in a row or something mesmerizing, it's a nice little team statistic. But, you know, of all the things this season that you look back on, I think that's just going to be somewhere in the middle. Interesting. Like, you know, to have an NHL record is, uh, is something that just doesn't come up. Like, to me, you're always looking for different things. Like, guys, you know, they put up money on the board when they face a former team or, you know, cities or different things. Just small things to try to get people fired up. I would I would just yeah. have to think, T.R., now you're this close, though. That Ve- A, it's Vegas, by the way. They took away our dream. 
last year. So that's a big yeah. factor. And then you can just say, hey, what's better than to go into their barn, tie the NHL record against the team that uh, knocked us out of the playoffs last year? Definitely. And, and, you know, there's there's a little bit, you know, the Petrangelo slash. I'm still, I don't think Edmonton has gotten retribution yet. They might not do it tomorrow night, but at some point I would like to think it's coming. It should be coming anyway, just my own humble opinion on that. So... I, uh, but that has nothing to do with the record. That's what no, I mean. No, no. I'd rather that. If I was a player, I'd way rather see someone. Okay, let's go run him, th- put him through the wall, do it clean. Now he's hurt. What do you think of that? Like, I'd rather that than, oh, okay, we won one nothing. We got a 17-game streak. Now, listen, I'm not taking away from it. And, of course, there are inside motivating factors. I'm just telling you, as a player, those streaks or, you know, numbers around it doesn't mean anything give give me uh give me the streak in the playoffs where 16 straight will give me the stanley cup you know let me let me go 16 and 7 in the playoffs uh let mcdavid win the scoring or or you know skinner get the vezina those things would mean more to me even if i was a teammate of those guys again it's nice to have an nhl record but you know when you retire where is that does it go on hockey db you know by the way he was on a team that had the most it's nice if you're a fan. It's beautiful if you win the cup. Hey, we, we had the record and we got the cup. But if not, I wouldn't even sneeze at it. Do you think Florida guys are bragging about the president's trophy two years ago? No. no I don't fair. think so. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's so, very, it's very fans, fair. Maybe. Although everybody gets a president's trophy every year. Somebody does. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, true, true, true. Uh, hey, I, I get it. I'm in the minority, but yeah, I'm just yeah. telling you what no, 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 I, no, that's totally valid. Um, hmm. You look at uh, a few of the other teams. The orders are coming into the break, and they just, you know what, they probably can't wait to get back. They're on the beach, but they're still thinking, ooh, I can't wait till they play again. You know what I mean? Whereas mm-hmm. you got some teams like, thank God, like the L.A. Kings are just in the ditch on on their way into the uh, into the all into this break, right? And they've done it without playing good defense, which has really been the Kings' mo for a decade. Right? Like they've really and and not awful slop, but way more sloppy than you would expect. Can they turn it around? And and how? How thin of ice, if any, do you think Todd McClellan is on in L.A.? Yeah, I know. I, I, I was thinking about that today. Uh, of course, I think they can turn it around because they've already proven it in the very recent past, right? But I don't know. I watched that team, and I don't know. But if you ask me if I'm a betting man, and you you, you gone to my head, I've got to bet on this situation. It seems that there's something amiss in the room. Look at... And I say that because, like, body language, comments from players, yes, you're in a bit of a funk. But still, so are a lot of teams that, you know, blaming each other and slamming sticks. Guys that, you know, put up or shut up don't have the statistics that they certainly would have um, expected at the beginning of the season. And, and maybe it's, you know, you can hear, I think it was Dowdy. Right, we can't play for ourselves here. We got to play for a team. Like, and if he's saying that, that means it's something. And it's not just a one incidence in the room. That means it's like creeping into the culture of whatever makes that team tick. So, to me, can they do it? Yeah, they can do it with the skills and players that they have statistically. If you look at the past and all that stuff, but will they? I don't know. And McClellan, I think he is on thin ice because the expectations, the way they started, were so high. They have some great players in the prime of their careers. They're known to be a great defensive team. So this, uh, in recent past anyway, um, and they've been hard to play against. So this not only is alarming, but I think is obviously a situation where the coach is going to be questioned quite, quite a bit. 
Jason Greger, Terry Ryan with you on Sports 1440, coming to you live in the EWL studio, E-W-E-L dot C-A. And uh, I know they had uh, lots of storage space. Well, uh, they've just uh, landed a few big contracts. So right now, hey, they're giving you all your electrical supplies, but uh, no extra storage space right now as uh, things are humming at E-Well. Uh, we'll come back. Things are humming very well in Vancouver. What are they looking for? A top six forward would seem it? A center? A winger? Which one's needed more in Vancouver? We'll find out next on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 327. Jason Gregor, Terry Ryan with you on Sports 1440, Orders Nation, uh, YouTube and uh, Facebook. Uh, As always, uh, welcome uh, to the show. We appreciate you uh, listening, watching, uh, wherever you are. It's great. And it's uh, time to go around the NHL, brought to you by McDonald's and Old Baby. It is back. The McRib. After a 10-year hiatus, McDonald's welcome back the iconic McRib sandwich starting tomorrow. And for uh, Connor Halley and others, they uh, they can't wait. So uh, the McRib, Connor Halley, back tomorrow. It's been about uh, 15 years since I had a McRib at a mall in San Diego, Gregor. So really? looking forward to get back on track Ooh, here. Jeez, well, there you go. <laughs> I know if our next guest is a, a fan of the uh, McRib or not. Of course, um, long-time uh, media guy. I was in Ottawa for many years, of course, being uh, covered the CFL great. Now he covers the uh, the NHL, CFL, uh, everything. Uh, Matt Sakaris joins us from uh, Sakaris and Price Show in Vancouver. Matty, how you doing? I'm well, Jason. The Vancouver Canucks went away for 10 years as well. Um, <laughs> time they were any good, the McRib was a thing <laughs> in its first incarnation. So, <laughs> oh, I like that. Um, hey, oh. thanks, uh, thanks for having me on the show, buddy. Uh, this is the first time that I've joined you in some time, so I do want to start by, on a more serious note, um, offering my condolences and sympathies to the friends and family of John Short and Robin Brownlee. Uh, didn't didn't know John other than reputationally, uh, but certainly did many of these hits with Robin riding shotgun with you, and always enjoyed our interactions. So I know it was a tough week there a few weeks back for everybody in Edmonton and the media corps to lose two guys like that in such quick succession. So my sympathies and condolences to everyone there. Well, we appreciate that, Manny. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, Bronte was a good dude. And, of course, uh, John, a great mentor for me, for sure. Now, you mentioned the Canucks uh, maybe haven't been at the top for 10 years. I was trying to – is this the first time, like, maybe in 2010 or 11, they might have been leading the NHL at the All-Star break. But, like, they're playing really well. And I, and I keep reading some, you know, people, wow, you know, they're a little concerned about how much they give up. And maybe there's some validity to that. Uh, where do you come out on, on this Canucks team? Because from the outside, I really haven't seen any significant sort of dip. Maybe they've had a few games where they're bad defensively, but they still find ways to win. They're the only team in the NHL that has not lost three games in a row. And that is astonishing because they used to lead the league in three-game losing streaks or, or even or even worse than this. You know, at the beginning of the season, the president of hockey operations here, Jim Rutherford, Jim Rutherford acknowledged, and quite accurately and honestly, that pretty much everything would have to go right for the Vancouver Canucks to make the playoffs and be the sort of team that they hoped they could be. And, Jason, I'm here to tell you that pretty much everything has gone right. I mean, they've been an incredibly healthy hockey club. Their star players have not missed 
any time. Um, they have been an incredible PDO team. I mean, they get a chance, they finish a chance, and then they give up a great A, and somehow, some way, they get uh, more than your fair share of saves from Thatcher Demko. And Casey DeSmith, who's been really good as a backup goaltender as well. You can check it. You may have it in front of uh, in front of you there, but they just got passed by Colorado as the highest-scoring team in the league. They're scoring 3.8 goals per night. And the last time I checked, I want to say they ranked somewhere around 28th or 27 in shots on goal per game. So, yeah. it's like, just think of that dichotomy and think of, you know, where you stand right now as the – as the top team in the National Hockey League by points, by points percentage, by regulation wins, by goal differential heading into the All-Star break. It has truly been an extraordinary 50 games here in Vancouver. Matt Sakaris joins, yeah, second in goals and uh, 27th in shots on goal yeah. per game. So, uh, and I may, hey, maybe they just don't weigh shots and they, they only take a lot of high-danger ones. Uh, who well, knows? that's it. I mean, yeah. that, is, uh, that is a little bit of, of, of what they do. And, you know, the other thing I should add when we talk about just how good they've been is Rick Tockett came in a year ago and said, look, we're going to have to play a more structured system. Uh, a more predictable system. Everybody on the ice is going to need to know what the other guys are doing or at least what their responsibilities are. And this stands as one of the great coaching jobs that I've seen in this sport because he has taken a completely undisciplined group of players who would cheat for their own offense and not be in the right place and didn't play with any kind of structure or system or predictability, and he has turned them into a group that is absolutely letter perfect most nights in terms of the way he wants them to play. So, um, you know, there, there are a lot of plaudits and accolades to go around to a lot of people with the Vancouver Canucks right now, but perhaps the most deserve to go to this head coach, who I would like to think is your Jack Adams front runner at this point in the season. Matt, Nils Hoglander and Connor Garland. Yes. Those guys look a lot more comfortable out there. They're playing with confidence. Do you think that's a coaching thing as well, or is it just with Hoaglander? I mean, you know, he was coming into his own anyway, but last season he really looked lost at times, yeah. and specifically him. Like, I'm pretty impressed. Do you think it's a coaching thing? Uh, I, I do, and incidentally, Tara, congratulations on your recent headlines. Fantastic work there. Thanks a lot. I'm asking because I'm trying to get into the lineup, and if these guys aren't ready. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, in Hoaglander's case, I think it's more about a young player with talent who is developing. And yes, coaching uh, is, is a part of this. But I think Nils Hoaglander was due for an ascension anyways. You're quite right that last year he had a step-back season. Really, he's had a couple of step-back step seasons since the mm. Canadian division, the bubble, uh, when he made his NHL debut and was a, a terrific rookie. For the Vancouver Canucks. Needless to say, that was a peculiar and unique year in terms of travel and all the things that, you know, common opponents and all the things that he became accustomed to thereafter and really didn't adapt to quite quite as well. But he's really coming. I mean, the even strength goals are, are high. I think he's one of the highest goals for 60 guys in the National Hockey League. He's a feisty little spark plug. He's, he's not the most gifted uh, when it comes to talent, um, but he has found a way to be in the right spots, and he's a hound on pucks, and that's what Rick Tockett likes. And and so you're seeing him slowly but surely, and in fact, Tockett said a couple of weeks ago, 
I now find it hard not to trust him, whereas earlier in the season it was quite clear he did not yet trust him. So he's ascending up the lineup and in his NHL career. In Connor Garland's case, I think it's absolutely the coaching change. I mean, he had been tried here with so many different centermen under a couple of coaches in Bruce Boudreau and Travis Green. And it just wasn't working. He plays a really unorthodox game. Like, he zags when others zig. And so it was hard for the Canucks to find him line mates where he works. Well, in pocket system, I mean, it's very much a dump and chase and puck retrieval and hound with two guys in on the forecheck. Uh, that has been right up his alley. He has done all sorts of great work along the boards, retrieving pucks, turning pucks over. And, you know, the thing about Garland is he's better than your average third liner in terms of his hands and his offensive acumen. We saw that in, in Phoenix. Didn't quite translate to the Canucks over the first couple of years and really wasn't even translating to production through the first couple of months of the season. But that third line with uh, Teddy Bluger, of all people, uh, in the middle and Dakota Joshua, um, who was an NHL free agent who didn't have a ton of interest in him a couple of years ago, they've been outstanding for the Canucks for two months now. And it's really, um, it's easy to ask sort of whether all this winning would have continued because some of the forwards in front of them weren't necessarily having their best stretches of the season. And this line was just so consistent and picked everybody up. So, yeah, they've been a big part of this um a big part of this success as well. Matt Zagaris joins us here on Sports 1440. Uh, Matty, the uh, the trade deadline, I've seen Jay Gensel's names. I, I'm hearing, uh, you know, Lindholm and Calgary are some players that the Vancouver would have interest in. Is it safe to say, like, you know, if they can if they can make it work, you know, improving their second line is what they want? And is a center iceman yeah. more important than a winger? What do you think? Well, that's the great question here, Jason, because when the lotto line, as we call them, play together, that's JT Miller, Elias Pettersson, and Brock Besser, then it's absolutely the second line centerman, and you start to focus in on a guy like Elias Lindholm, maybe a Sean Monaghan in Montreal, or somebody who can undoubtedly play the middle. Now, uh, over the last week or so, the lotto line has been split up. So that's Miller and Besser staying together, and, and more recently it's been with Pia Suter playing on their wing. Whereas that's the two Russians, the two struggling Russians, Andrei Kuzmenko and Ilya Mikheyev, who've been flanking Elias Pettersson. And there just hasn't been a lot of bottom line with those two players. Mikheyev was good earlier in the season, but he's gone through an awful spell here. Didn't score a goal in January. And Kuzmenko, after that marvelous 39-goal, I always want to call it rookie campaign, but of course he was too old, so first NHL season, last year um, has been probably the biggest disappointment on the team and isn't scoring and isn't playing the way that Pocket wants him to play. So one of the things that the Canucks have to do between now and March 8th is make a either make a commitment from a coaching staff that, okay, Elias is going to set his own line and we're on the market for a winger, or we're going to put the lot of line back together and you're on the market for a center and who knows guys like that could be determined by the availability of players and the deal they think they can make, whether it's for a guy like Lindholm in the middle or whether it's for a guy like Gensel or somebody else on the wing. But, you know, Jim Rutherford was known for taking some pretty big swings and being an early mover come the trade deadline season when he was the GM in Carolina and in Pittsburgh 
Uh, Patrick Alvine surprised us all last year when he made the huge trade for Philip Ronick out of Detroit from out of the blue. So I think it's fair to say that both these guys have the stomach for the big move, and it's just a matter of who it's going to be and when it's going to come down. Uh, what about cap space? How much cap gymnastics are they going to have to do? And uh, do you see anybody on the current roster that you would move out, you know, to make that last seven seventy-five or million dollars work? They don't have a lot of space right now, Jason. They do have Carson Soucy on yet another injury, although I'm not sure you're going to be able to LTI him okay. for the rest of the season. Nor do I think you want to LTI uh, LTI him for the rest of the regular uh, season. He's he's been besieged this year. This is his third injury, so he hasn't had you know the amount of playing time that I think the coaching staff would want him to have going into a playoff series. So he'll be back in early March, we suspect. And I, I figure he'll get like 15 games or so before, uh, before the end of the regular season. So they don't have a lot of cap space. It is probably going to have to be dollar in dollar out unless they can execute a cap shitting move. And everybody seems to think the guy there is Andre Kuzmenko, who's on a five and a half million dollar ticket for this year. And for next, that given his struggles, but yet given his 39-goal debut NHL season, that there could well be a team out there that thinks they can rehabilitate him, looking for some offense, take on the player, uh, only have the one-year term commitment for next season if we're talking about a non-playoff team, and then all of a sudden the Vancouver Canucks have cap space to be able to go after one of the bigger deadline additions. And I have to say, I think that talk is heating up because I just don't think there are going to be many of the sorts of players that they're looking to add at this deadline who would be available and fit seamlessly without any kind of money going out. So, you know, that that's the way it looks right now. What I will say is, you know, we're not necessarily talking about the deepest group, particularly up front. So I think they also have to be a little bit cautious in terms of yeah it would be great to add a quality piece in the top six but this is not a team that has a lot of quantity to begin with so subtracting from the team right now is going to really force this good health to continue being a thing through the rest of the season and of course most importantly in their first round playoff series well, Maddie, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, year. You know, the orders in Vancouver, unfortunately, don't play again until the uh, near the end of the season. Um, uh, you know, they got the games; they had three in the first twelve, but uh, none since. And you know, I think the Edmonton team now uh, a lot different than the, the the tire fire that they were at that time of the season. So, uh, mm-hmm. it would be a good matchup. I'll say this: so. I never doubted them, Jason. <laughs> I can remember doing our shows after all three of those wins from the Canucks, all of them lopsided. I just said there is no way a team with players that talented is going to be that bad for that long. And, and quite frankly, um, there are some delicious possibilities here uh, as you take a look at the first round in the Western Conference and who who could play whom. And, you know, it has been an awful long time, my friend, since we've seen a Canucks and Oilers playoff series. And if, if you're telling me that this Canucks team and that this Oilers team, which is on the verge of history, could find a way to play at some point in the Stanley Cup playoffs, well, I think that's sort of the series that people envisioned alongside the Battle of Alberta when we went back to this more divisional line, uh, alignment and looked for more divisional playoff series. Oh, hi. Uh, Matty, just uh, one thing I ask. Uh, pound the drum on the NHL changing the rules. When there's eight teams in the playoffs and all four are four from each division, there's no crossover. I don't care who's in first and I don't care who's the eighth team. If it's four and four, right. you don't cross over. Because right now you'd have Vancouver 
playing St. Louis instead of L.A. Like, it's stupid. Right. Right? No, that's smart, actually. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, I've always – I've been a big supporter of, of this of this playoff format. I know it hasn't particularly worked out always the way they wanted to, and I know there's been a lot of grumbling that, you know, two really good teams face each other in the 2-3 matchup in the first round, and that weakens the playoff field going down the line. I get all of that. But in spirit, I love what they're, you know, as an old Smythe division guy, and when I lived back east, an old Adams division guy, like I loved those playoff series, and that's really how we drove rivalries. And it would be fantastic, like I said off the top of this interview, it's been a decade since the Vancouver Canucks have been any good. It would be great to get some rivalries back because that's really the next step for this market and for this team. It's very true. Maddie, great stuff as always, man. We yeah, appreciate it. Thanks, Chance. Appreciate it. Be well. That's uh, Matt Sakaris uh, joining us from uh, Sakaris and Price in uh, Vancouver, of course, uh, part of the uh, the Nation Network. So you can uh, watch the show online. Very, very popular. Very good show. Matt has uh, got a good quick wit. That's why him and Bronte got along very well. Uh, Three forty three. Uh, we'll return. Jason Greger, Connor Halley, Terry Ryan. We've got a lot of texts flying in, 833-401-1440. We've got Andy Petrillo coming up, uh, uh, Ryan's rant, uh, Terry's tale. Uh, also, lots of texts and uh, a few other topics. We'll talk a little NFL as the Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl against the 49ers. It's early. It's all. It's, what, 13 days away still. But uh, who do you like in the Super Bowl? We'll get to that and more on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 349, Jason Greger, Terry Ryan, Connor Halley with you on a lovely Monday. Have a little break. Maybe you can exhale if you're an Oiler fan. You got a week to relax, although I know many of you will be uh, glued to the television watching the uh, skills competition. Maybe the draft, although let's be honest. Like, why does the draft matter to Oiler fans? McDavid and Drass are on the same team. Like, who they draft probably doesn't matter that much. But the skills competition will be electric, I think, on Friday. Like, it's going to be awesome. Kucherov, McKinnon, Drysaddle, McDavid, Peterson, McCarr. Let's go down the list. The best of the best going head-to-head in skills, man. Like, I love it. I love it. Like, I, I can see why people say, well, McDavid should win. But I can see why people say, well, what about McKinnon? He's got more points than him in the last 13 months. What about Kucherov? Okay, well, McCarr is pretty nifty. Play. Leon Drysaddle, they're doing passing drill. Probably putting my money on him. Like, Austin Matthews. Pretty good shooter. So, TR, I know you're going to be there. Are you going to be? Are you going to the skills competition? I believe I, I'm. It's chaos, right? So many people I know. It's going to be ground zero for so much. So I'm going to go down. I'm hosting a couple of events in the alumni lounge. Just hosting, meaning short, not like a long speech. Short, short little something to say, and maybe take some people around and you know I- introduce them. To the weekend, I know it's myself, Ally of Frady, um, oh God, Darcy Tucker, I think Shane Corson, you know, guys that live in and around Toronto, mm-hmm. and we're going to kind of learn on the fly. We don't have tickets. Well, I don't have tickets yet. My dad's coming with me, but I got. I'm going to meet the Spit and Chicklets guys on Thursday and Friday night. Do a little thing with them. So, I and I've been at games and I've been in cities when the game is being played and haven't gone. I think it's more the overall vibe. If I can get in, I'd rather see the skills competition. 
And I, I probably will end up doing that, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. With my father. Yeah. The yeah. skills competition would be great this this year, especially because it's, you know, 12 guys are all going to be warmed up because they keep doing events and, you know, mm-hmm. it's 12 of the best players. Like, I think for the other guys, it's very relaxing. You're like, hey, I, you know, I'm probably deserving to be here, but I got no stress. I can just kick back, you know, maybe have a beer, yeah. sit on the bench and, and, and watch some of the best guys uh, in the game. Like, I know it'll be fun for them, but make no mistake. They're competitive. There's a million bucks on the line. Like, I, I think it's. I think it's going to be good drama. It's going to be good entertainment. You know what's funny is that this is one like it's a lot of people complain about the game. I'm I'm kind of done that. I mean, I I I, I don't know. Uh, old man yelling at the clouds. I, I preferred it back when it seemed like people tried more. And a couple of years ago in Vegas, I went and it literally looked like they were trying to not try. Like they were going way out of their way to not try. And I, you know, take it or leave it. But if if kids like it especially the skills competition. I'm all about it. What I do find at these things, it's great to be in the building, not so much for what you're watching, but it's a great vibe. A lot of uh, NHL fans that, you know, save up all year. That's the event they like to go to a lot of first timers. Um, you know, a lot of it, it it's not everybody there um, being, you, you know, kind of biased towards one team, which you get in a home building. Right. I mean, I get that. Totally. But this to me is more of a celebration of the game. Like I'm sure when I'm there, there's going to be a lot of talk about Shorzy, about the Canadians, but about hockey in general and maybe Newfoundland hockey. And, you know, my opinion on this or that, that doesn't really wouldn't happen if I went straight to a Leafs game. It'd be very Leaf centric. Uh, same thing in Edmonton, same thing wherever. But that's what I find. It's a real celebration of the game, not just from what's happening on the ice, but everything being, you know, the interviews and the fun and the music and the mascots and the little games outside. You know, it's like a carnival atmosphere for the game that we love, and that's usually what I take away from it. Oh, yeah. I, I've i never really gotten frustrated about the All-Star game. I don't expect it. Why the hell would you try hard in an All-Star game? You, you don't win anything. You talked about a 17-game winning streak means nothing. Well, an All-Star game, it means infinitely less than a 17-game <laughs> winning streak. I'll tell you that right now. Right, uh, people might remember you being on a team that won uh, 18 in a row. They sure as hell, oh, geez, were you on the winning all-star team from, uh, especially because it's not even the all-star game now. It's a very good game because, uh, um, and you know, the NHL, they can't even get their, their rules consistent. They claim they need a player from every team, but then, uh, there's no player from Chicago now. There's no player from Vegas now. So clearly you don't need. Somebody from if you just want to announce it, hey, guess what? Chicago, here's your guy. He's not good enough to play, but we'll announce him for you. If that's if that's how soft we are, that that's what the NHL feels they need, then go right ahead, knock their socks off, and you know you can have a very good game as a warm up uh, if they want. They they could easily go back to the young guns game, like the NBA has. That's a way to get more organizations involved. Because usually the truth is, most of the best young players are on the crappy teams. That's just a fact. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you wanted to do it, it's an easy way to get all of them involved. You can have your young guys there. You can have a young guns game if you want it. And then you have the the actual all-star game. I'll keep pounding it till it happens because I don't care what anybody says. There's zero reason to have a representative from every team. There's no reason to do it. Um, are you telling me Chicago kids aren't going to watch it this weekend? Oh, no, we don't have anybody in it. Are you kidding me? They're all going to be watching the skills competition. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, the skills competition only has 12 players involved and even fewer than 12 teams because you got two orders, you got multiple Canucks, you got two Maple Leafs, right? Like you got two abs in there. Like I think there's only six or seven teams represented. So let's be real here. And, and everybody's going to watch it. You think Flame fan kids are like, well, there's no Calgary Flame guy in it. I'm not going to watch it. They're all going to watch because they just want to see the best of the best. So uh, that's a NHL should wake up. It's it's way beyond too late uh, for them to to 
to make a simple change that would benefit everybody. You, you'd have more of the best players wanting to go because now it would mean something to, uh, to get named, uh, to the all-star game, which, uh, now it's in Toronto and you know what? There's going to be a lot of, a lot of talk. There'll probably be lots of rumors to you So you can be our ear on the ground about when you come back next Monday from the all-star game, I want to hear the best trade rumors that you heard. Oh, I think this guy's going to get you. Because you know they're going to be flying in Toronto. Like the Leafs, everybody knows that they need some defensemen. Uh, so we'll yeah. see. Uh, maybe it'll happen or not. But uh, I do want to talk about the uh, Super Bowl, the Chiefs and the 49ers. Uh, I know it's fresh because they both won yesterday. But uh, is there one you're rooting for? Not who you think's going to win. Is there an organization or team you're rooting for more of those two? Oh, Chiefs. I'm not even a huge Chief. I love watching greatness. I love living to, to be able to see Wayne Gretzky and Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods at their best. And I want to see this guy do it. I mean, I pick I, I had these guys from the beginning and not the biggest football mind. But you go back, let's do some follow up shows right from the beginning of the season. I had Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This matchup, um, because, you know, the talk, I mean, I follow people now. I'm not the biggest football mind, like I said, but I know I knew San Francisco were going to be good. I got nothing against them. I love what Brock Purdy did being the last pick in the draft more than anything. It's one of my favorite stories in all of sports, but I love watching Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and I don't want to make it just about one guy, but if he wasn't there, maybe I wouldn't lean like that. I love and him and Kelsey, the most receptions in the history of the NHL in the playoffs. Did you see that last game? Yeah. I didn't realize that doesn't really surprised me that much but i'm going okay like you know there's still well mahomes is still a fairly young guy so he's got lots of time left um yeah i'm just i like to watch greatness and i'd i I don't know how anybody could ever come close to tom brady unless kansas city win and and unless they come relatively close it's hard for me to say anybody else is the goat wins or wins six championships you know oh yeah it's uh it's it's not bad. Seven, seven. Yeah, you look at so this will be the uh, this will be five. 
the last five years, KC's been to the Super Bowl. This will be their fourth time. They, they won in, uh, in uh, 19 and, and 22 or, and then of course, um, lost in uh, against the Bucks in, in 21, didn't make it when they lost to the Bengals in the AFC championship in, uh, in, in, uh, 21. So they're obviously great. Uh, the 49ers, this is actually their second trip in, uh, five years. The Chiefs beat them, uh, back in, uh, at, uh, in, 2019. So, you know, there's obviously some guys there, but like Brock Purdy wasn't there. McCaffrey wasn't there. A lot of their key guys weren't there, but Kelsey and Mahomes and, and many others were. I, I think it shakes up to be a very good game. I think the Chiefs defense is, is a lot stronger than it's been, uh, in the past. Uh, but you know what? Like I give the 49ers credit, man. That, that NFC game, they're down 24 seven. And I know oh, Detroit, uh, you know, they gambled a few times and, you know, some people would say maybe they shouldn't have. And, you know, hindsight's uh, everything. That's fair. But hey, they're the ones who still had to score all the points to come back. And they did. And, uh, they, they got a potent offense. There's two weeks rest now. I really think the key's going to come down to Thune. How healthy can he be for the Chiefs? Uh, you know, he's, you know, he's got either a pectoral strain. Some guys are saying, some are saying it's a pectoral, if it's a tear. Well, I don't even know if he can play. So, you know, there's lots of storylines leading up to it. And then, of course, uh, I do find it comical how many people are upset that, uh, Travis Kelsey's, um, girlfriend happens to be like one of the biggest musicians in the world and it's like it bothers him and i don't get it i I find that storyline one of the most comedic of any super bowl ever right somehow this is political and the nfl now wants the chiefs to win because of taylor swift like (laughs) it's unbelievable yeah oh yeah (laughs) yeah right no i i i I love it actually um and look i just there's something about the best though like when Mahomes needs it to happen, you know, like people wonder the other night, who was it? Or last week, um, Josh Allen. And then you had Dak Prescott. People going, well, you know, but in Allen's case, well, it wasn't his fault. And they, I know, but it just seems that the best do it. Brady was there. Um, you say what you want about some guys. I don't know, Aaron Rodgers, but he still got there. He still did it. He consistently got those stats. Maybe not as w- didn't win as much. But seemed like in those games there was something. I don't love Rodgers either. I'm just telling you, there's a different when you see a guy going for it, uh, especially in the fourth quarter when all the chips are on the line. And, you know, there's something about the confidence that a lot of these quarterbacks portray. And it has to be because Mahomes, I mean, there's lots of flaws on those teams. But you just said it five years in, in most of the big games, whether it comes down to one play, it's usually them. Brady, every, what happened if Brady needed to, a touchdown? You look at that guy's eyes, even into his well into his forties, and I don't know. It's 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 the same reason I think Edmonton can't be held down that long in in in, in hockey. Now I'm talking. It's just the, the the greatness. I don't know any other great. Yeah, there, there's a lot of teams in the league. Yeah, there is for Sidney Crosby too. He's got three. Like it, it's it's something. The, the bounces will go your way. It, 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 with the great players, it might look like luck a lot of the time, but it's something. It's their mindset. They put their team in a position, and they seem to be successful. Supposing there's six teams in the league or 147, it just seems like that. Uh, and for that reason, I, I'm, I'm cheering and 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 following uh, closely following the Chiefs. But I also think that of the Oilers. Like you know, how many years can these have they the, the, some of the best players in the world? And not succeed, right? So I, I don't know. And I think it'll be telling at the end of McDavid, Dreisaitl's career, especially McDavid, you know, here in Canada. Um, 
I, 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 I just don't see coming up a goose egg, and this year is as good as any. Jason Greger, Terry Ryan with you. Uh, when we return, man, there is a, a little controversy going on in our country. We'll uh, address that next after the con man. And a sports 1440 update brought to you by Fountain Tire. Of course, you know Fountain Tire, great place to uh, get your new tires. They got them all. More importantly, they have high-level mechanics. If you got any vehicle issue you need fixed, stop in right now. Book your appointment at FountainTire.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.